Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. Well, it's that time again, flu season, and whether it's the holidays or just winter around your part of the country, the flu season is on its way. And this is actually the 100th anniversary of the 1918 flu pandemic. So here to tell us about what we can expect this year is my guest, Dr. Richard Webby. He's a member of the Infectious Disease Department at St. Jude's. And he's also, and this is pretty cool, one of a select group of scientists responsible for making the recommendations for which flu vaccines will be put into circulation each year. So this is the guy that knows what's coming up and predicts. And then our vaccines are a result of what he says. So it's very cool to have him here. Dr. Webby, thank you for joining us. Explain a little bit about the flu and what you've seen around the world in the last year or so. Yeah, well, hey, Melanie. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, we've had a, a very much an up and down year in terms of flu. So we, you know, we know that the last, well, again, this time last season, we were just beginning what turned out to be, you know, one of the worst flu seasons in U.S. history for for a decade, uh, and that was following on from a very robust season in Australia as well. Uh, so we had that season been and gone, of course. Uh, if we look at what went on in the Southern Hemisphere in their past season, so again, remembering flu's a winter disease, so they're just coming out of their winter season. You know, as a whole, it's been, it's been a pretty mild season for those guys. You know, south of the equator this year. Um, you know what that really means for us for the flu season. That again, we're really just entering into now. It's, it's a bit hard to predict. Um, but yeah, we'd like to think it would follow on that same vein, though. That we're you know, hopefully in for a milder season. Wow, milder compared to what we had last year. Well, yeah, last year was pretty harsh, and I had you on, and we talked about it. So last season, people died. There were many emergency room visits, and it was because what we heard was that some people, you know, people were vaccinated, but that for some reason the vaccine just didn't hit the mark. Please tell the listeners, Dr. Webby, how these vaccines are made. What are those recommendations that you put forward? What do they mean? And you say that we're looking at the other parts of the world where maybe this year's flu is not as severe. Tell us how that vaccine even comes about. Yeah, so there's a, a network that the World Health Organization has. It's, it celebrated its 65th birthday last year, actually. But what it does is essentially it's a network of over 140 labs around the world that collect flu viruses during their flu seasons. And then there's a group of people that meet typically in Geneva a couple of times a year to look at this information. Because the key thing about the flu vaccine is this virus keeps on changing. So we've got to take a look at you know what virus do we have in the vaccine now? How well does it match the viruses that are circulating? And this is what this network essentially is for. And we meet a couple of times a year in Geneva once to make a recommendation for the Southern Hemisphere, once for the Northern. And we look at that data and we ask the the question is pretty simple. You know, do the the latest 
flu strains look like what's in the vaccine now or do we need to update the vaccine to better reflect circulating strains? So there's a lot of information, laboratory data and, and expertise from around the world that goes into these recommendations. So do they? Do they match this year, Dr. Webby? And tell us what we can expect. You know, you said that it might be light, and we can hope for that here. What's going on with this year's vaccine? And last year, I know they took the mist away. This year, it's back. Tell us what's going on with this year's vaccine and what we can expect. Yeah, so if we think about the flu vaccine, actually what we're vaccinating against is actually four different main types of flu that circulate amongst humans. So you may have heard of the the vaccine you get being called a quadrivalent vaccine. That means it's actually protecting against four different variants of flu. There's two what we call influenza B and two influenza A. One of them is what we call an H1, one's an H3. And if we look at you know how we predict that vaccine might match in the season we're coming into, you know, we're, we're reasonably confident that three of the four strains are probably going to do a good job. At least they're going to match what's circulating. There is one virus, this H3, and this was the trouble child last year that caused all the problems. Uh, and uh, there's, there's some issues with the way we make vaccines. And at the moment, it's, it's technically challenging to get a really good match for that component. We think it's probably going to be better than last year, a match, but it still may not be perfect. Uh, so again, three of the four components probably going to do well. I think that the one perhaps saving grace with that is, you know, we did have a big H3 season this year. So at least my prediction is that virus is probably not going to be a dominant strain this season, which of course is good. Uh, so overall, the, the vaccine, I think we're, we're in pretty good shape. The other the other issue you mentioned the flu mist, you know, so this is a was a vaccine that, as you said, was not recommended uh, for use in the U.S. for a few seasons. It's back this year. You know, I, it's, I think I guess we'll see how it performs. You know, I'd like to think that the vac- that vaccine will remain around. So you know, it's a good vaccine, particularly for children. Um, but I guess we'll some data will come out of this season, the next couple of seasons, to see whether. You know, it's working like it should or whether perhaps it won't be recommended again. Mm-hmm. You know, my kids didn't like the mist, Dr. Webby, and, and I know that it's a live one, but they didn't like the stuff. They'd rather have a shot than get it shot up their nose like that. It's a little bit um, jarring, you know. It's like, you know, kind of shoots up in there. So I don't know. So we kind of stopped doing the mist only because they didn't like it as well and they were willing to take a shot. So now, you know, colds come around at the same time. And some people don't know the difference between a cold and the flu and even possibly some allergies, you know, going on at this time of the year as the leaves are still falling. So tell us the difference that we would recognize. And then we're going to talk about getting the vaccine and who should receive it. But tell us the the difference between a cold and the flu. So the, the, yeah, so if we look at the symptoms, which, of course, we have to if we're trying to figure out what we've got, there can be a lot of similar symptoms symptoms, you know, sore throats and coughing and uh, just general feeling bad. But the key factors that typically suggest it's flu and not perhaps a more common cold are the rapid onset. So you're feeling good one afternoon, you know, but perhaps by nighttime or early next morning, you're feeling really bad. So it comes on and sort of hits you like a freight train. The other 
symptom that's quite often associated or more associated with flu is, is muscle aches. You know, so if you've got those two things, you're just feeling bad, it's come on really quickly, your muscles, uh, sorry, your muscles are starting to ache, then that's a pretty good sign that perhaps what you've got is the flu as opposed to some of these other more common ailments. So that's good to note. Now, you know, going back to the vaccine, which does not help with a cold, obviously nothing much but rest and prevention can help with a cold, and we know this. So tell us about getting the vaccine, and who do you want to get this vaccine? And if someone is too young to get the vaccine, what's the best method for keeping them safe from this? So the the recommendations are, you know, essentially now for anyone over six months to get vaccinated. And you know that's certainly who I I'm all in favour of that recommendation as well. You know there are some higher risk groups, you know, pregnant women, the elderly, people with underlying condition that it's much more important for their own health that they do. But you know I think everyone should consider getting vaccinated. So it comes back to that question often I get as well. I say to someone, "Did you get the vaccine?" And they say, "No, I never get the flu." And, you know, that's probably not actually true. They probably get the flu, but they may not necessarily feel sick themselves. But what they can do, even if they're not sick themselves, they may be transmitting that virus to someone else. You know, some of these other perhaps people more at risk or those very young babies who can't actually get the shot yet. So by getting the vaccine, you're not just protecting yourself. You're also protecting others around you that perhaps can't fight off the virus as well as you can. So, yeah, very, very important that everybody gets this vaccine. So what about that herd immunity? I mean, if you're protecting the people around you by getting the vaccine, some people who don't want to get the vaccine say, well, I don't have to worry about it because everybody else will get it, so it'll protect me. What do you want to say to those people about the importance of getting it themselves and for their families? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's we don't have a great idea of exactly how many people in a community need to get immunized to get that herd immunity. You know, it'd be nice to say, well, you know, we only have to worry, we only have to vaccinate 20% of the population to get that herd immunity. But, you know, we, we don't know what those numbers are. Um, and so it's, you know, it is critical that I think everybody tries to get out there and get vaccinated. It's, uh, you know, we looked last year and 90-odd thousand people in the U.S. alone died because of flu or flu-like symptoms. And I, and I would guarantee you know, at least some of those individuals had no underlying conditions and they, you know, they probably were in that group of people who said, you know, I, don't get to get, I don't get the flu, it doesn't make me sick. So you know, even these things are, as a whole, even rare events. But you know, the flu is a deadly virus. Um, and unfortunately, every year um, it, kills, it kills people. It really does. And it's so important to hear what you're saying, because, Dr. Webby, you're one of the experts in this. And we I mean, you know, I have a lot of doctors on, but you're one of the people that looks at the trend and you look at what's happening and what happened last year and are able to tell us kind of and predict what's going to happen this year. So it's really it's important information for people to know. So wrap it up for us. What do you want people to know about colds? the flu, and prevention, prevention of either one of them. So, uh, yeah, I think the the main thing I, I, we need people to understand and we've got to keep hammering is flu is a, a virus that kills tens of thousands of people in the U.S. every year. So it, it's not 
well, and, and most people it probably is just a sniffle, but you know that this is a, a virus that can kill. Um, and we have something that you know it's not the best prevention, it's not the best vaccine in the world, but it does work. So you know we have something that can kill friends and loved ones. We have something you can actually do to protect yourself and others from it. You know, so it, in my mind, it. it it makes perfect sense that we should be all going out there getting vaccinated and you know obey those typical hygiene type messages if you're feeling sick stay at home don't go to work you know wash your hands and i think even we haven't really touched on but even interestingly this year potentially we even have a new uh, drug uh, a brand new anti-influenza drug that's going to be on the market this year in the US so if again you're getting those symptoms, rapid onset muscle aches, you know, head to your doc early. So actually, some some new treatment options freshly available this year as well. It's great information, Doctor Webby. As always, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to have you on, and you explain everything so beautifully. And listeners, you know, this is an important thing that he's discussing, and and really share this show with your friends, especially if you have friends that have questions about the vaccine, because he explained how it's made and why it's made the way that it is, and the safety and efficacy of it. So it's important share the show with your friends, and you know, you can listen anytime on iHeart, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, everywhere podcasts are played. But of course, we want you to listen on RadioMD.com. This is Life's Too Short. I'm Melanie Cole. Stay well.